Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. Mother Teresa, come be my light, the private writings of the Saint of Calcutta, chapter 8 continued. Section 4, My Own Soul Remains in Deep Darkness. In the midst of this evident fruitfulness, almost a year after her first disclosure to the Archbishop, Mother Teresa again reported to him that, My own soul remains in deep darkness and desolation. No, I don't complain. Let him do with me whatever he wants. Surrendering anew, she sacrificed willingly the consolation of felt yume with Jesus for the challenge of living by pure faith. This experience made her even more understanding and compassionate toward others, enabling her to offer encouragement and practical advice. When it is very hard for you, just hide yourself in the sacred heart, and there my heart with you will find all the strength and love. You want to suffer in pure love rather than say, in the love that he chooses for you. You have to be a spotless host. Despite the night within, Mother Teresa's sole focus was on Jesus. She loved him and wanted to be united with him, especially in his passion. A true portrait of her soul, not swayed by feelings but steadfast in faith, emerges from the explanation she gave to Jacqueline de Decker of the call of a missionary of charity. October 17, 1954. Laus Deo Marique. Glory to God through Mary. Laus Deo Mariaque. Glory to God through Mary. My sister Jacqueline Teresa, your very welcome letter of the 11th was most gladly received. I have been longing to get news from you. How the good God loves you, my own dear little sister, when he draws you so much to his cross. If you were not my second self, I think I would envy you. But like that, I rejoice because you are my own second self. You suffer much, and your soul is crucified with pain. But it is not that he is living his life, but is it not that he is living his life in his Jacqueline? What a beautiful vocation is yours, a missionary of charity, a carrier of God's love. We carry on our body and soul the love of an infinite thirsty God. And we, you and I, and all our dear sisters and the second selves, will satiate that burning thirst. You with your untold suffering, we with hard labor. But are we not all the same? One? As you, Father, in me, and I in you, said Jesus. You have learned much. You have tasted the chalice of his agony. 
And what will be your reward, my dear sister? More suffering and a deeper likeness to him on the cross. I feel unworthy to be your sister. So when you pray, ask Jesus to draw me closer to himself on the cross, that there the two of us may be one. And dear Marguerite, how hard she must find it to be totally blind. But she can see Jesus better. And this is the one thing that matters. Please tell our dear brother Clement that he can be a real John the Baptist. For our work is just that to prepare the way. After us, other nuns and friends enter the field of souls. I am really very proud of you, a real missionary of charity. Be brave and keep smiling. You know he loves you with a tender, eternal love. Pray for me. I have much to do. Much love from your sister in Jesus, Mother Teresa. A carrier of God's love. The love of an infinite, thirsty God. This was Mother Teresa's lofty concept of a missionary of charity. The sisters engage in arduous work, and their co-workers, who suffered illness and disability, united in the common aim of satiating the burning thirst of Jesus on the cross. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Angels of God, our guardians dear, to whom God's love commits us here, ever this day be at our side, to light and guard to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. Saint Philip Neri, gentle guide of youth, apostle of Rome, vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Why does Mother Teresa say that she would envy Jacqueline de Decker? Well, she doesn't say she envied her exactly. She says, I think I would envy you if you were not my second self. Why would she envy her? Well, there's a, a way of speaking of holy envy. Because envy is a sadness about the good of another. Instead of rejoicing with those who rejoice, Envy is a very wicked sin because it, it's sad that someone else is good. And it rejoices at someone else's downfall. So here Mother Teresa is looking at this friend of hers. And she says, I would envy you in the sense that she saw that Jacqueline was so close to Jesus. And she was kind of sad that she herself, Mother Teresa, wasn't that close. So that she was a kind of temptation, as it were, kind of holy envy to want what that other woman had. But Mother Teresa realizes that because we are second selves, because we are deeply united, that Jacqueline's good is her good. 
But what does mother tell her? This is so incredible what she says. Is it not that he is living his life in his Jacqueline? This is actually the portrait of mother herself, too. When we see mother going through this darkness, when we see Mother Teresa thirsting for souls, is it not that Jesus is living his own thirst in his Teresa? In other words, what Mother says about Jacqueline, that her experience and what she was going through was in fact a participation in Christ's own life. Or rather that Christ himself was sharing his life with Jacqueline. He was living his life in her. That somehow what was happening to her was in fact a taking part in the very life of Jesus. And because Mother Teresa wanted nothing more than union with Christ and union with him and his passion, because it's through that that we come to the glory of the resurrection. She tells us a kind of encouragement. I could almost be envious of you. I could almost be envious of you. So let us tonight ask the Lord for the grace to want to be one with Jesus. Let us ask for the grace to let him do with us what he wants. Let's not complain. Why all this complaining all the time? Why all this trying to get other people to feel sorry for us? If we complain, then we should only do it to those we really trust, some kind of spiritual friend, a spiritual father, and we complain to get direction. We complain because we're confused. We complain because we need some help. But we don't want to complain to get back at someone. We don't want to complain to puff ourselves up as though we're better. We don't want to complain in order to make a subtle dig at someone else. We don't want to complain to get just human sympathy, making people feel bad for us. That's not how Mother teaches us. Mother says, look to Jesus. Realize that he, through our baptism and through the Eucharist and through confirmation, is living his life in us. And we are really his, his Jacqueline, his Teresa, his Michael. Insert your name. You are his. How did you become his? When you were baptized. And every time you receive communion, you renew that complete consecration to him and he wants each of us to carry his love and the more we enter into him the more his infinite thirst the infinite thirsty god begins to live his life in us how wonderful if somehow some way we can do just a little bit to carry his merciful love to other people. So that in the midst of this dark world, this dark, lonely world, people can know they are loved by Jesus, that their life is meaningful, 
that they are wanted, that they are liked. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. <laughs>